about your celebrity setting. I can't this but i guess the entire time i've been living here at least at least the last few weeks or less last few months the buns and bites girl lives oh village lofts yeah no way i did like a double take i was like holy shit that's the buns and bites girl now i don't know if you guys remember but when i was doing my punishment stand up adam there's probably some listeners that don't know who the (laughs) fuck that is so if you you could explain this girl in a sentence how would you describe her she takes pictures of herself eating food with her big ass sticking out the <laughs> that's literally that, that's that's Huge. really all it is and, she and adam her recognized she- her immediately just just so we can clarify that <laughs> and she didn't have any food on her so there's no, only one part no that food. <laughs> and, and she was sitting down so that's even even more of a hey shocker. i know that ass <laughs> hey wait a minute <laughs> Wait a second. But yeah, so I did. I was like, oh shit, that's the girl. And I remember I recognized her because I thought I I think I've seen her a time before that, like a month ago. And I just happened to look and was like, oh, I've never seen her before. (laughs) That was it. It It's like she kind of looked familiar. And that's why. So she's the, uh, I don't know her name, but she's the Buns and Bites girl. And do you guys remember at my stand up punishment gig? They had, um, she actually was there. I don't know if I told you that. I remember you guys that. that. I remember spotting her out of the crowd. Came specifically for you, I thought. Yeah, clearly. It's like this she guy's actually like did a Buns a and Bites review, so. and you got, a, you got a dedicated blog post that night. You just never saw it. Yeah, well, I was a little turned off when uh, she seemed like an absolute bitch at the comedy show. She did. You're right now that you say yeah. that. She just Which, looked cold as F. Believe it or not, she did not look as happy as she did in her Instagram pictures, which is a little shocking to me. Where she but. looks like the nicest, most hospitable <laughs> person in the world on Instagram. I, I think she also did like a little uh, cam, like a video for uh, Bezos. I think just because it, it yeah, got taken over by them. the Martucci group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's my minor, 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 minor celebrity. Setting. That's more exciting than I was expecting some random PC player I had never heard of in my <laughs> life. I wouldn't bother you guys with that because you wouldn't give a shit. I figured so this, does this she live s- in the same building as you? Is that what we've established? She lives in the same building. Yeah. I don't know wow. where exactly. I'll have to figure that out, but I'll do some investigating. You'll have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Hi. Um, Just like, <laughs> have you ever heard of buns and bites? <laughs> where does that chick live in here? Have you seen this girl? The- <laughs> Have you seen this, these buns? <laughs> Have you seen these buns anywhere? Oh, now that you mention it. <laughs> she does have my freaking dream job, though. Just go get a bunch of free food and take pictures with your buns. Sounds great. Yeah. Or lack thereof, if it was you. I'm not Maybe, sure. I'm not sure your ass would be is very l- recognizable. I don't know how many likes. I don't know how many likes you'd be getting on those yeah. pics, but it'd be l- lunch with. Don't the they long call back. you long back? <laughs> lunch yeah. with the long back. Lunch with the long back. <laughs> it would just be me with my washboard back to butt, <laughs> eating some lunch. Sometimes they'd use me as the table. Oh Jesus! Now there's an idea. I'm That's in. a content creator right there. 
So where do we even start today? We got a we got a lot of shit. A lot. Yeah. And Off we've got like, we and we've got a ton of listener complaints too. I mean, we we may address it at some point, but yeah. people say we're getting way too political. The P word. Well, well that politics is pretty much wrapping up or soon. Yeah, at least I mean, politics is done. In, I think we got at politics. least until January, or at least until COVID. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's going to be we're going to have our story. I mean, luckily when we do these a week in between each other, there's a, there's going to be something that comes up. I mean, especially as long as Trump is still in the news, which I mean I, that's not going to change, but maybe less frequently in the did, news did, after January. Did you January guys hear 20th. that he won? He won the election. Who? I've I've Trump. heard that several times actually. <laughs> he, he he said it on Twitter. Even though he admitted that Biden won two. Well, then walk no, back the next you know day. Where, you know where I want to be? I, I need to be in the living room in middle America for the Dude, woman it's who, crazy. you know, or the man who only follows like Trump and Breitbart. Like, that's it. That's his, all his Twitter feed is. And he's like, honey, like, why? Ah, Trump, he won. <laughs> <laughs> he said, says it right here. You know, like I, I guarantee it's probably not many, but I guarantee you there's a decent oh, amount dude. of people who are like, he yeah. said it himself. He won. Like the election's finally over. He won. Yeah. Like I bet you there's at least 10 million people in America who believe everything he's saying. At 10, least no, 10 million. No, that's a lot. Dude, so that, that would be one seventh of Trump voters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's possible. There's a oh, lot of people that, in the yeah, Midwest I mean, that are uh, Trump guys. That's, so. that's you That'd line, be a good you line under, up I guess. seven yeah. dummies, and one of them has to be dumb enough to be the dumbest dummy, and they're uh, the one that that's believes. That's a lot, though. That's a lot, though, because that person's pretty fucking dumb. That Dude, I've, like, I've seen it all over social media, all the hashtags and like, stuff even like Fox, that. Fox, I don't think, is going as far as to say. I've got a couple sound bites from them, but I don't think they're going as, as far as to say Trump won. Like they they won't yet say yeah. they don't want to say no. that Joe won, but it's mainly been haven't. just like things are sketchy. Like it's a little be, weird. You have to be beyond idiotic to like read Donald Trump's tweets and say like, "What's going on here?" I don't, you know, this is all corruption. Donald says he won. Dude, I think a lot right of people here. are buying that, man. You like you don't think Ryan Ziola? That's what l- I mean, though. That's that's literally one in. I've never seen anyone else like him before. He's the only person I know that, our, that so like they're not re- in our social circle. But my social circle is big enough where it's like talk about one in seven. It's like one in seven hundred. Like I, there's no one else that's like as crazy as him. No, because even the people that support Trump, they're not exactly. crazy enough there's, to just. Uh, there's definitely Trump supporters about that follow. It. No doubt, but yeah, he's like he's the kind of guy that gets mocked. Like he's the one that reposts like conspiratorial bullshit. Like there's so few the, people the that QAnon, are on that level. If, if people yeah, believe like in QAnon, basically, they believe Trump won the election. Yeah. They're dumb enough. Yeah. So I don't think there's 10 million QAnon followers, but anyway, where, <laughs> where, where, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Um, we can begin with, I can tell you the story of uh, Tom's boss coming out to him as gay this week, which was like wow. super bizarre. So... Set the oh, stage. I'm not going to name names, but I know this person. So it's, yeah, it's, so uh, Tom, I don't even know what Thomas texted me about yesterday. Yesterday was Monday and he's like, dude, I got a call at 8 a.m. sharp from my boss. I'll leave out his name. And I, he's like, and he had this super serious tone in his voice. He's like, he's like, I swear to God, I thought I was getting fired. 
It's and the he, same he, boss he's had, right? Yeah, for for okay. like a year, year plus, years, however long he's been doing his job. Yeah, long hair, moved. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't actually know. So, so then he goes on to tell Tom, hey, man, I just wanted to call you and let you and the team know before you hear it from anybody else. Why don't we have Tom tell the story? Why are you telling the story secondhand? Because I just thought of it like a half hour before the show. All right, go. Do you want Tom to tell it? No, no, no. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, so like, I want to tell you and the rest of the team we're here from everybody else, I'm gay. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, all he said? Yeah, I guess. Two words? So, something along those lines. He's like, I'm gay and I came out of the closet. And like Tom was like, dude, you can imagine how uncomfortable I oh was. He's like, God. what the fuck do I say now on the phone? <laughs> so, uh, so what I, did I he get, say? I, Tom was just like, oh, like, that's cool, man. Like, I'm happy for you. I support you. So, so then Tom yeah. sent me the Facebook post of this guy, like, this long essay about him coming out of the closet on Facebook. So he thought it was necessary to call up everybody on his team personally and tell them he was gay before they saw it on Facebook. Like, it, like that was relevant in that it mattered. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, what do, what do you guys think about like like do you think that like I don't I know nothing about this guy so clearly you guys he's not well, really flamboyant like I would never have guessed he was gay okay so I wonder but like, I think what you're getting to is is that ethically right or just it's just like so because awkward and, and unnecessary and when I say that it's not ethically wrong to do but I'm just saying like is that is that necessary yeah I, did, better... I, I think. Tom and I both thought it was like incredibly unnecessary. Like, dude, I don't care where you stick your dick. Like, you don't need to call right, me. Like, what does that have to do with work, dude? An awkward formal conversation. Like, I don't. You are gay. Like, well, well based on what irrelevant. you said, Jared, he, he, like, I guess based on unless you were paraphrasing, you prefaced it with like, before you hear from anybody else. Like, I wonder if something caused him to feel necessary to tell you know, his employees or the people he works with. I, I, I don't know. I have no I idea. He lives on like a farm in Pennsylvania. So it's not even like he works like close to anybody. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I think he's he just a social it. misfit and like has no social awareness whatsoever. Maybe he just felt like super liberated and just finally felt comfortable. That's I, what I, mean. like, I, I guess like if, I if guess. you feel that way, like I, sure. I mean, yeah. if you think it's the right thing to do, I mean, it's your decision, but like you, I, if you take like, a step back and just say, okay, let me, let me look like uh, a day or two forward. How does my employee's life change whatsoever? Literally at all. If he knows whether I'm gay or straight. Yeah. I it guess doesn't. it shouldn't, it shouldn't change anything. No, it definitely should. And, and if anything, but like, what would, if even if someone was homophobic, what would they do? Be like, Oh fuck. I wish I slacked. I wish I knew I would have slacked off the last <laughs> two yeah. years you know like, yeah just the, the whole thing was just like from tom's perspective so bizarre and so tom weird. shared the facebook post with me and the whole thing was like tied to something that happened in their town about like the town council taking down a rainbow when they were farm town school and so tom showed me the comments and it was his like super religious family members just shitting on his post no they, yeah dude saying <clears throat> I'll, I'll, where's my phone? I'll pull it up. There's something along the lines of like, I only believe in the word of God. I'm very disappointed by this news. No. I'll pray for you. No. Yeah, dude. No way. I, it was, that's why I asked Tom. I was like, dude, did you read that comment? He goes, yeah, dude, that's his aunt. What? 
Well, yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, mean, he's out in Amish country, so it's yeah, like not it's that a, it's shocking. A but world. good lord, I, I guess. I guess to to both of your points, though, and I didn't really think about it because, like, in this day and age, I feel like the vast majority of people, like sensible, kind people, will just be like, "All right, like do exactly what Tom just like did." It's like, "All right, good for you. Like that's awesome. Congrats. Whatever you want to say." If they're in complete right quote unquote disagreement with it over yeah. you sure, know, no, whatever no, reason yeah. they have like right, they'll be saying, yeah yeah outwardly they'll be kind yeah yeah they'll be kind i'm just thinking like or the, yeah they'll be kind or people won't say anything so i feel like if you didn't say it obviously nothing would happen because you would just go go on his day to day but i feel like getting it out there and this is unfortunate to say i think it probably opens you up to more hurt and more pain by putting it out there, especially on Facebook. You know, if he just kept that to himself. I would say I, the I, overwhelming, though. Like, I would say it's probably 98% positive. So. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. That was I'm the saying, only mean comment I saw. I'm just saying that, like, I think in this day and age, like, most people wouldn't say anything, but there's still going to be those people that, like, that, that person, like the religious freaks that, you know, condemn this person for liking dudes. I just feel like if you don't say anything at all, then obviously nothing changes and things are going well for you. But I can imagine it's very liberating when people just keep that inside them for a long time. And maybe you just got super excited and just wanted to tell everybody. Yeah. So yeah. We, we don't need to spend a ton of time on Tommy. I just thought it was a funny-ass story to picture it is. Tom. Like, I mean, super, super uncomfortable yeah, on the phone. It, it, it completely blindsided him, right? He, didn't have yeah, he thought he was getting fired. He's like, yeah. I thought I was getting fired. <laughs> My boss called me 8 a.m. on Monday with a serious tone. 8 a.m. sharp. I wonder if Tom talked to any of his other coworkers and – about, I mean, that, that's a weird thing to bring up, obviously. I just wonder how. <laughs> hey, hey, did, uh, did, did so-and-so just come out as gay to you, yeah. too? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, that's, I'm sure it's going to come up at some point. Yeah. You know, guy responds, yeah, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. Um, that was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's. Not every day uh, someone not, comes out to you on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's not totally surprising in 2020, but. Hey, kind of. Good for him. Good for him. All right. What do we got kind next? Um, I don't know. Want I, I, wanted to, to... I wanted to spend some a good chunk of time on student loans because I think we might be able okay. to get, find some. Okay. Ready to there. sink my teeth into that one. Um. <laughs> well, can you? Who wants to, to kind of set it up and lay the groundwork? Well, I'll be honest. When I when you guys mentioned it, I had to look up what was going on with that. So, if one of you can take the lead here, I mean, I've, I've run into it more, but yeah, but so I I know a little bit about it. So, as part of like um, Biden's economic plans, and he's starting to roll out and communicate these quote unquote plans for when he gets into office, and one of the ones that was floated by Elizabeth Warren, everybody's favorite fake liberal, that was to erase all student debt and use that as our economic stimulus for COVID. It was student debt up to 50 grand. Was that, Okay. I didn't see all the details. So student debt up to 50 grand. Um, and that will help stimulate the economy. And then where I saw a little bit more on it, which I found was really interesting. They were talking about it on rising the next day and crystal who's pretty damn liberal was like, I think it's great. I don't think it's going to, help the economy and she definitely had some challenges to it but she said but he can do this 100% with an executive action you do not need congress to do this which is kind of crazy yeah i mean yeah. i feel like that would still get held up in the courts though in some way 
I don't, I don't think you can hold up executive action in courts like right away. They, they well, just not right away, off. but eventually, you know, the, the court, the court can challenge that. So, so I guess before, order. before we go down that path, this has been a topic that's come up. We may have touched on it in conversation before, but it's not a new topic. Bernie talked about it. It's been in the political sphere uh, for the last, you know, three, four years. What are your guys' thoughts on student debt and if we should cancel student debt? Adam? Um, well, as somebody who has student debt and is still paying off, I actually just refinanced, so that, that kind of helps a little bit. Um, I mean, I would say that I'm certainly in a, a better situation than others. And I know that we know people that have gone to schools and are paying, you know, over $700 a month just for, to keep for up years for years just to keep up with the payments like like there's no low he, like that uh, that particular person can't go much lower than that yeah so i mean I, I certainly think some relief would be very welcomed by a lot of people and obviously i would i would love to be part of that at the same time like i mean who the hell wants student loan debt nobody does i, I understand that it's it comes with the territory of going to schools you know, or going to colleges and private universities that charge a shitload and it's getting worse and worse and worse each and every yeah. year. Um, it, it is a little discouraging though. Like when you have people going for these high paying jobs who spend like the first 15 years making pretty good money and still have to spend a decent amount of their paycheck on student loans each month. So I would love for there to be some relief. I understand that there are negatives. There are definitely downsides to doing this. One of the things I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I know maybe it's just an article I read, but they said that Biden hasn't like confirmed that. He's brought it up, but it hasn't been like anything he's talked about like recently. Yeah, Is he that formal? No, it, it's been yeah. other people okay. talking about like, it. Like I saw an article about Schumer. Who brought yeah, it? Up. It was not in this his. This is probably what he's going to do. Is just, yesterday. Yeah. You know, which is probably the smart thing to do is just float it out there through other avenues and, you know, lick your finger and stick it to the wind, see where it's blowing, and, you know, I think he'll make a decision based on public opinion. Honestly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think him and Elizabeth Warren are in lockstep either. I don't think she's. I don't think so very either. much by no. anybody, to be honest. But in general, my opinion would be I, I think some relief would be helpful to certain situations. I would. I don't know if everybody should be getting that i feel like that, that'd be a little well, radical. it was excluded to um kids who have families that make over 125 grand a year those people would be excluded they'd be they excluded would not from get relief it? yeah they would oh, not okay. get relief you know? how, how would you do that like retroactively as these people are adults now go look back to what their parents made and like their tax returns 10 years ago <laughs> Yeah, God fucking knows, dude. That's what I mean. <laughs> I would yeah. not want to have that job to do that. But I mean, I, I think some relief when it comes to student loan debt is needed. I don't know how I, I can't tell you how exactly how much that should be done. But taking all of that, like like going with Elizabeth Warren's proposed plan, that seems a little crazy. Um, but again, I, I think I think some help would be necessary for a lot of people. You but I understand there's some today? negatives. Yeah, I think it's absolute horseshit that they're trying to slide it in there as a, hey, this is going to be a fucking economic stimulus yeah, measure. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's absolute fucking horseshit. I, I looked up the percentage of people who have four-year college degrees is like less than 30%, like 26 or something like that. So you're leaving not just three-quarters of America with no stimulus if you were to do this, 
you're leaving the three quarters of America that needs it much more than the people with college degrees right now. Uh, and you're also making the other three quarters pay for it. And hate the elite liberal or the elite coastal people even more who have degrees. So if, if, you're, if you're struggling to pay rent in fucking Wisconsin right now and you can't work, you're losing your business, and you see these fucking yuppies in D.C. and Boston right. and New right. York just got all this money given to them. You don't know how Congress works. You don't know why they did this and they didn't give you stimulus, but you just see these people got handed $50,000 checks and you're not getting a penny. That would... I would fucking revolt. It, it would end the Democratic Party. It would, they would never, ever gain the working class back again. Well, but sorry, you had I, so I, many of the liberal talking heads saying that this needs to happen. And you, like, I go on Twitter, I read the replies to these dude, tweets. There's a lot of people right now on Twitter saying that this is the best idea. This yeah. is the best thing ever. I, you know, all these people. I just paid off my student debt. Oh, would I love it if, you know, someone else didn't have to go through what I went through. Again, just all on emotion, just all on feeling. Yeah. You yeah. know, it makes me feel good to say that I would support this, so... I'm going to do it without having any understanding of who it fucking like uh, your idiotic congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, tweeted out that it is a racial justice issue. Well, that's that we, that's that we, pa that we pass, you know, this bill for student loan relief. And it's like you realize, you idiot, that the working class is made up of a solid chunk of minorities. Yeah. Blue collar America. You know what I mean? That's where, unfortunately, minorities thrive. And you think so they care? You're going to make them pay the... more in taxes so that, uh, you know, fucking a bunch of white people can go to Harvard and pay 50 grand less than they normally would. Yeah. Or the people who go get liberal arts degrees from all these colleges in yeah. Boston, in Ayanna Presley's region. You don't, you don't go to any school in Boston like how does she, how for do, less how, than a fortune. How, how do they still get away with saying this stuff? I don't understand. Because how does no one call them on this? The, the only voices, dude, in the Democratic Party and in media are the voice of the coastal elites. The working class has no voice well, at all. You hear that with uh, fucking Pelosi coming up. You know, I don't, I don't understand all that fucking nitty-gritty shit about, you know, when the Speaker of the House is you know, uh, goes up for a vote again or whatever. But yeah, you know, there's been uh, several people come out and say, like, I'm not fucking voting for Pelosi. There there has been Congress yeah, people yeah. that have good. Yeah. And they're, and one of them said, to your point, they were like, I look at the how like the House leadership and it's New York and California. Yeah. Like, where is middle America? That's yeah. what that's what, you know, one of them said. And it's like more people like th this is only going to fucking solidify and I think there, you're right. When you, whenever the, whoever the hell you read that said that, you know, this would vilify that side of the like the party. Yeah, just like th think about the reason they lost For the those people seats in the, the middle, right? Because that's yeah. what matters. The the reason they lost those seats in the House and didn't gain any seat and lost seats in the Senate or didn't gain the seats in the Senate is the things that have been on our media, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, are not even real issues to most people in america they're topical coastal elite issues about our feelings they're not real issues that these people are actually impacting their lives 
So those really are the only voices right now. And that's why I think it's getting so much press that this is a great idea. And, and I do feel very strongly that our college education system is certainly broken. No doubt. And we definitely need some type of solution. But how does it help anybody if we waive and spend a trillion dollars right now to waive all the student debt? And then next year, you just have an entire another class that just goes and spends the same amount of money. So I had two quick debt. things. I just wanted to clarify something. Are you guys against the student loan relief in some capacity if it's combined if it, as part of a stimulus package? Or are you just opposed to it flat out, like completely? I'm opposed to it flat out. I, I don't think it. I don't think it contributes to economic stimulus. So I won't. I won't support a. You know that kind of uh, as part of an economic stimulus. Like if that were to be passed, like obviously they're trying to latch this on and hope that. I mean, because when you think about it, a lot of this would hinge, and hypothetically, assuming this even gains any traction, a lot of this hinges on Georgia right now. Because no, right now, you wouldn't you wouldn't need the Senate. Oh, you're right, because you're talking about executive order. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, all right. So I guess what I was saying is with this stimulus package. Yeah. If that which, ever fucking. No, no. Yeah. So like, I guess the way I understand, like I said, I, I knew very yeah. little about what was, I don't know. Somehow I missed all of this, but are they trying to latch on this student, student loan relief to a coronavirus stimulus package? That's no, not how I've heard it now. Yeah, they're not, they're well, just using the term I'm economic just trying to clarify stimulus. It. Okay, yeah, they're so, so the they're just saying stimulus. They it's just a convenient time for them to try to push it. Sure. So it's just an executive order they want to push through that wipes out like certain people's student loan debt. And, yeah. and, and again, okay. I don't care what anybody says. This is only they're doing this just to get young votes. That's the oh, only sure. fucking which reason. Is, yeah, which is. Yeah, you they, cannot is ever the, convince the me otherwise. They're gonna this is the, a bone they're going to throw to the liberals that's not going to actually force them to do anything with any real systemic change for the AOC party and everybody else who shipped in and voted for Biden. This is their thank you. It's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll give you something. We're not going to give you healthcare. We're not going to well, give you a little bit. It's the wage. same reason why all those liberal cities like call themselves sanctuary cities for undocumented immigrants. Just that, you know, when you get, you know, cert certified to vote, rem remember what we did for you. And they just gave So it's just the same thing. The democratic party's done for a long, long time. But to answer your question, Adam, I, will, I would not support it unless there's actual education reform to address the root of the issue. Yeah, one, I agree. One, one wipe of student loan debt is not going to fix anything or help. It, it will Literally anything. Inject, it will inject cash into the economy. It will. For how long, though? <laughs> I mean, like fucking... I, I don't think that's it's it. the I don't think it's the best use of a trillion dollars. It's that's a band-aid. Sure. It's a band-aid on you know like a broken leg. It seems like just yeah, like we just like you brought up. You you did a good job bringing up that that juxtaposition between the fifty-year-old small business owner, you know what I mean, in Idaho, watches the news and sees that Biden Harris just passed a bill that wipes out fifty grand worth of student loan debt for, you know however many fucking million kids yeah. that haven't fucking done anything in, in the world to contribute. Yeah. And I, would I, say, I think that's the other part you. of the debate we haven't even touched on. Like, I, I do think there is something to be said of people need to be held responsible and held accountable for their own life decisions. And we should not expect do-overs and bailout cards. Right. What kind of precedent does that set? Decisions. Hey, yeah, you went to a private university, you didn't go to a state school, you stayed on 
on campus and you got a liberal you have arts 150 degree. grand worth of student debt and you didn't have a, a plan yeah no problem we'll yeah. we'll help you out we'll bail you out Don't like I, I know countless people who have gone to super expensive schools and have either not wanted to get a job in their field not been driven enough to get a job in their field or they got irrelevant degrees think about think about steve who didn't get an irrelevant degree he got yeah, the he got degree he degree. needed he got the degree he needed and he got the job he wanted. But now that he got the job he wanted, I wonder if he ever looks back and says, well, fuck, I could have saved myself. Now he probably says no because he met a lot of people that he's still friends with and probably will always be friends with. So that, I mean, how are you going to give that up? But um, how could you not look back and say, yeah, if I could save myself, you know, how, let's say 80 grand, yeah, $80,000 cash. You know, like, why, why would you ever not do the state school route in that in that case? When you and it does rub me the wrong way that all of America would be responsible for bailing out specific people's poor decisions. It's the transfer of wealth, yeah, am amongst people. That is absolute bullshit to me. That one of the ideas, and I know this would be almost impossible to have happened, was that we should figure out a way to make the banks who make trillions off student loans be the people to bail out yeah, uh, people no. with student loans. No. And, and obviously that, that wouldn't happen in a direct transfer of wealth. But if you could figure out a way to say, okay, we're going to, whether it's a tax or something on revenue from student loans from these banks. It's not the bank's fault though. That, that's just deflecting the, that's pointing the, it, it's, uh, it's the flashlight it's the, the government's wrong fault. It's the government's fault. So what, the, what happened, what caused this whole crisis, and I heard this on a Joe Rogan episode actually, government-backed um, student borrowing. So that means that banks said, okay, we can now lend large, right, large default, amounts of money with will... zero risk. Yeah. These people cannot default. If they don't pay it, the government will pay it. So they said, okay, let me make some deals with these colleges. Colleges, why are you charging $2,000 a year? I can lend this guy $10,000 a year. I'll make more money. You'll make him more money. And it's snowballed since then. So it's actually the government that caused this problem. I, no, because that, again, th there's people involved that are doing it that we need to blame, not the fucking government. The government so, is so not a fix-all. So you think student loans should be government insured? So the banks have no risk? I, that's irrelevant to me. What do I, it doesn't matter that, that we need to fix why the schools are charging yeah, I was outrageous that, 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 seems, that seems like the, the, the main because issue. they can, because people can get the loans from these banks. If these weren't government-backed loans, what do you think would happen if you went to a bank as an 18-year-old? They, the they would sell the risk to someone else, and it would, go, it would be the housing crisis. They well, sell they, the they, would to never, they would never write the loan in the first place. If but we they were would, 18... because then they go to someone else and say, hey. No I, way. Yeah, that's what no happened way, in dude. the housing bubble. They kept... no, but that's totally different. Those people had jobs and income. You think that they would let an 18-year-old... they didn't have old... jobs and income to support the mortgage. But that's that was the point. But that's different than an 18-year-old trying to take out a loan for $100,000 with no income and no credit. Yeah, but... Banks wouldn't now, do now, that if... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Don't you need a co-signer? Or no? I don't if remember. If you're going to take out... Like, well, I, I don't, I don't know. Your credit, might, so but, probably... Like, no, you don't need credit for student loans. My parents you don't need credit not on at my all? student loans. Really? No. All right, because and, and that's my dad, a totally my dad fair point. On my loans. That's a totally on fair your student point. Student loans that he did. Yeah. 
I mean, they may have for me. I honestly don't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah, that's that's a totally fair point. There's no reason why they can't say, hey, guys, we're not going to, you know, in, in order to help this, remediate this, we're not just going to back this scot-free. Like, you guys need to be more cautious, you know what I mean, in your underwriting, and that's on you now. Yeah. But that, that's just a, that's like a, okay, great, but that doesn't fix the problem. No, it, it doesn't fix the problem in the short term. But I guess the point I was making is the reason colleges charge so much is because they can, right? I think they'd still charge a shit. It would have been the same even if the, it the, wasn't government backed. The, the Harvards and all that for sure would. But like you wouldn't. University of Miami, you don't think would still charge fucking, you know, 60 grand for you and I to go down there and go to school? You no, know, I how they how would people pay for it if you couldn't get student loans like that? Because they'd give out the loans. I don't think banks would give out the loans if they weren't government backed. Dude, who who would you, take out uh, that again? Risk? I'm I'm telling you, unless unless we go back and you fact check me and the government backed those mortgages that were being lended to you know predatorily predatorially to these citizens, that's the same exact thing that happened. It just happened in the private sector completely. And, and it, it, all of a sudden, all that fucking debt and all that risk was being chopped up and traded throughout the market. So then all of a sudden, when everything collapsed, everyone fell at the same time because yeah. everyone had well, a piece of it. The, the, the one difference there was that they were being fraudulent about those loans. Like if you remember that in the big movie, The Big Short, like they were calling them double A loans or triple A loans, whatever they were. Yeah even though they weren't. Right. So, okay. Who controls that? The university or the lender? The lender is just going to lend the money that the student needs to go through the university. The university needs to fucking either be corrected, which is a slippery slope, or like figure it the fuck out. Like they, look at your profits. Like if, you, if they're really like, I, I'd be very curious to see private, what, like, what profits know, look like, like for private colleges. Like, you know, we've talked about oh, it with God. Amazon, right? I mean, how much money do you actually need to make? You know, university is somewhere where I, I don't care if it sounds hypocritical. I look at it in a different light than an Amazon because they're doing a public service. Yeah. Amazon is just fucking selling you something that, you know, you think you want or, you know, you need. Like, you know, they, they just happen to be there. There's a million of them. Like a school is a school. There are only so many schools. There are only so many colleges. You know what I mean? Like they're offering like a service that, is like a public service. So, I mean, I'm talking myself into the Bernie Sanders free, <laughs> you know, state uh, college education. But, you know, if that's, the, if that's what it needs to come to, then that's what it needs to come to. And that'll fucking drive the price down for those private universities, I guarantee you. So I, I, can, I can give an example. So I went, you guys know, I went to the University of Hartford. Yeah. Eric was already there. And the only reason fiscally that I was even able to go was because they have a legacy scholarship. So it cut my tuition literally in half for like everything. Yeah. So I think it was around 40 grand total, but I was paying like just around 20 for the two years I was going there. Mm -hmm. I think since then, so I left in 2011 because I was only there for two years. Tuition is over is almost sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so fucked up. And, and that's a private university, so it's yeah. you know right it, now. I know it's it's un, unhinged with how much they can charge, and it's ridiculous. But my question was going to be, so like like tie, like tie, tie strategy, like eventually these prices will go down if you do X, Y, and Z. How long do you think it would take though 
for these universities to pretty much be beaten into submission to eventually start taking like 60 grand and make it like 55 and then go a little lower. Like how, how long of a process do you think that would even be? I feel it like it's going to be, it would take something time. like a Bernie Sanders type, you know, so it would take an entire go, structural change. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, and I get the yeah. structural change. Right. Like you and I can go to URI and get a four year degree for the bubble. Essentially. I, you know, I, I'm not well, sure. How yeah. Exactly they, you can do work. that now. Right. We, that wasn't an option when we were, going to no. college no no, no no you can't do that um well you but, can do the ccri uri program is that free no you still got to pay for ccri and then i think you get a really good discount on tuition okay. when you transfer so, to uri so, so that Noah, would be a great you know Noah's doing that program he, he's not paying for ccri so maybe he's not just paying pay for, for anything URI. he's not paying for ccri but he he you know my, my parents are on the hook for uri but oh, that, okay. that program is new. Ended. It's already gone. So that that, that, didn't, that lasted. Oh, yeah, it's gone already. I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, I think everyone saw that coming. You know, a state providing free education. Like, right, but Alex, again, what? if we're going to try to address this, this problem, right, it's like, why would you not do programs like that that don't just uh, create this precedent of debt erase, you yeah. know, erasing, and, you know, give kids a structure on how to do it the right way and minimize debt like that's i mean perfect I, I program i can I, no it is and it, it's i mean when i say i saw it coming i wouldn't say i'm happy to see it come because like what do i care at this point but i mean yeah i i've, I've thought about that too like kind of you brought up steve like if i could go back and i know it's again it's i'm totally biased just because you know once you start paying the loans back it's like oh shit you, like your your mindset changes i know eric and i were in noah's ear about choosing a college where he wasn't going to have to pay back. Like he's not, my, Noah's not going to have to pay back anything unless he goes to grad school. Like he is extremely lucky and I'm glad he ended up going with that, but he was looking at all these other schools where it was going to be ridiculously expensive. My dad's like, like, no, I'm not going to like, we're not doing yeah. this. Like you have, you to don't have any it. of that perspective as an 18. No, you don't, which you is, don't. which again, which I didn't, you know, and I had no one telling I didn't me, either, but yeah. Noah had Eric and I both telling him like, dude, like you should really look into this, but I can honestly say like, if I can go back and do it again, knowing what I know now, which obviously I know is super hypothetical, I would 100% pick a program like that. 100%. Cause I can still go to you or I can still get that, that public, you know, that, that university feel, but those first two years, I bang out all those classes that are just like the basic jet ed classes. And it's on the state's dime. Yeah. Now, obviously that, that wasn't, a, have for sure. that wasn't around when we were around, like going into school and, and making decisions. And I know the stigma that comes along with community college, but I feel like another part of the problem is that you have a lot of these families and you guys were talking about it too, with these people that go to all these Boston universities and, and, you know, have almost $200,000 of student loan debt to get a liberal arts degree. You have these parents and families that like get a fucking rise out of telling people oh, yeah. that they're, that they're paying like, Oh, my, my daughter's going to Amherst college or my, my son's going to, you know, Washington university or, or whatever, you know, like just, it's almost like a status symbol to tell people, where your kids are going to school. definitely, And it's always like, no one wants to say, you know, oh, my kid's going to CCRI. But like, in a way, it's like, well, yeah, my kid's going to CCRI and he's paying a fraction of what you're going to have to pay back or what your son or daughter's going to have to pay back. Same fucking job exactly. your kid does. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we were telling Noah. And I'm glad he made that decision. So the, it, it worked out. This tweet kind of sums it up and it was funny. 
the people who care about economic inequality are going to attempt a unilateral transfer of wealth from blue collar taxpayers to kids who went into debt to study Italian theater of the 16th century and it's now so can't find on, jobs. Man. It's cool. so spot on. <laughs> and like yeah. before, when you guys asked me, like, how do I feel? I think it's perfect because I know that I'm, I'm paying the loans back. Of course, I'd like some relief, but at the same time, I also said, I know that there's a negative impact. It's not as easy as just wiping the slate clean and saying, all right, you're good. There's going to no. be a negative impact that we're all going to have to face financially. You know, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that. So yeah, do I want some relief? Sure. But not at the expense of paying significantly higher taxes for those people that we were talking about. Cause I don't think I fall into that category. I went to a public, uh, you know, two years at a private school and then three years at a public school paying in-state tuition is not the same as going to like Loyola or, um, you know, Harvard or Brown, or Ohio or in, state or Ohio state or Florida or any of these other massive universities. Well, those those where, are cheap if you're in state, right? Well, I'm talking about, yeah, right, you're right. I'm talking like, about like the majority. Think how many people travel and oh, so go many. to college out of state. Well, yeah. think about you or I dude. like there were all the New York and New so Jersey many people, New, York, New Jersey, Connecticut. So many of those people were not, native rhode islanders and i think that's the case people who go to salve because these these girls go to visit the campus daddy it's by the ocean i need to go to salve and democratic politicians want to give them free cash yeah and and that's that's everyone else is going to pay for right yep that's insane because i have to feel like if i'm if i'm against like things like medicare for all and and things where we're fronting the bill for everybody i would have to be consistent by saying that i would not want to support student loan relief in like as, as a stimulus so i, I, I am makes- for socialized college and treating it like the education system but not in this form it needs to be a structural yes, no, reform agreed agreed yeah so would i love some relief yes do i understand that it's going to be far more of a negative for me to get it absolutely which is why i would not support it um and Matt, I, I saw that this is totally not related, uh, totally random, but imagine if this fucking happened to you. This guy is on the news getting asked a question, and I don't know if this guy doesn't realize he's not on air or not, but this is how he reacts. He's Kate Delaney and has some new reporting on something that we talked about at the top of the hour, how the Trump administration is handling the transition with the incoming Biden team or not handling it, we should say, to a certain extent. This time it involves our intelligence community. Uh, Ken, what have you learned, sir? Oh, shit. Fuck. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think we lost. I think we lost Ken for a second. We'll try to get. <laughs> what happened? I don't know, dude. Like you can see him looking at the camera, and then as soon as he like finishes asking, like his face almost doesn't change. And when the guy starts to finish asking the question, you can see see the guy who's like, "Oh shit!" Like he starts to look down at his cue cards, and he must have prepared for the wrong question. <laughs> Just goes, "Oh shit!" Must not have had Fuck. anything. What to have you say. learned, sir? Oh shit. <laughs> I wonder if he got in trouble for that. Oh, I don't Probably know. Tube, the, the, the tubester said when the uh, camera came Tubster. on. Tubester's looking for a job off. right now. He is. Man. He is. Um, right. Trying to Any see what other... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... No, I think we're good in student loans. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee this up 
we've heard it, but uh, the podcast is not. And I think this will kind of lead us into the next uh, phase of commentary. Okay, Mersey press conference. Uh, we have the second lockdown, the second wave Corona. Um, we got Philadelphia, no more indoor dining, no more gyms, uh, no more fans at Eagles games. That actually may be a benefit for Eagles fans because the Eagles are fucking puke worthy. New York City, 10 p.m. curfew. Chicago mayor being like, you can't go to Thanksgiving, even though she was out hooting and hollering with no mask and a huge crowd. On and on it goes. Um, listen, the point of this rant is not to downplay Corona. The lighting right now is fucking distracting. I look like an angel. Oh! Sounds like you, Jerry. And back to the point. I'm not trying to downplay Corona. Listen, I'm not going to Thanksgiving. I talked to my parents. They're both old. It's like the smart thing to do is not go. God forbid I gave it to him. My father couldn't fight Corona. His immune system sucks. He'd be done in two seconds. But we made the decision as a family. I needed a government official holding my handbag. Sorry, Dave, you can't go. And that's the main point here. Walk around New York City. Walk around Philadelphia. Half the businesses are gone, already out of business. Livelihoods change forever. Now you're telling businesses that survived this, sorry, you gotta close again. That's where my problem is. It's not the government's official to tell people how to live their lives and how their fate will be determined. Just let people decide. If you're sick, if you're worried about corona, if you're old, whatever the case may be, Stay inside, that's your choice. You're not gonna get Corona inside. If you wanna go to a restaurant, if you wanna go to Miami, you wanna do that, you can do that. You gotta let people, like for me, I said no to Thanksgiving, yes to a restaurant. That's all we're asking. It's not making fun of Corona, it's not downplaying Corona, it's not conspiracy, it's nothing. It's just let the individuals decide themselves. It's not the government's place to tell people how to live their lives and basically determine the future of their lives. That's all we're saying. Let people decide for themselves. We're all grown adults here. We can make decisions for ourselves. Thoughts, Mo? I agree. I think I sent that to you guys yesterday, right? Oh, yeah, one of you guys sent it. Yeah. Yeah, it was I you, mean, I feel like a fucking broken record or a month nine of yeah, COVID. Like we've, like, been, we've been saying this for a government, while. Government, stop telling know, me how now, to live my now life. We're on, but now we're back on the yeah, precipice right. of doom. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they have the balls to do it. I, I don't. Not oh, like I last do. It's time. already happening. Well, yeah. I mean, but, like, but, it, but they're they're not enforcing it really. Like they're not like last time. It was like mandatory stay at home orders. Now they're like stay at home suggestions. I know, but even still, I don't think last time. What can the government do? It, it's a. They could have just fined you. I mean, that's insane to me, but. Well, well it's like well, the same thing about the Thanksgiving stuff. Like uh, Ramondo in Rhode Island was saying that police officers are going to be out in full force apparently again I'm, I'm governor not, I'm baker not said the it. same thing they're going to be fucking door knocking that that is <laughs> nazi level shit yeah like, that is you that, cannot like, tell me what i can do on my goddamn property that i fucking own dude that's literally like pre-revolutionary shit when the fucking if, british if regulars were going door to door come to my fucking door on thanksgiving i'm not answering the door Fuck that. Yeah, it's like, get the fuck off my property. I'm going to tell you to please leave. Let's go find something to do, you bum. Go but, but knock it, it off. Listen, again, listen to this. Listen to this. This is a, uh, my, my boy, fucking Jake Tapper over at CNN. And th this is oh, why pe people fucking explode. People can't stand it. People are like, dude, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. It's because this is the shit we hear when we turn on the news. Less risky for traveling, driving or flying. Oh, that's the easier.
Tra uh, traveling by car is much less risky because you have total control of the environment. You can get takeout food, run into the restroom, do a lot of good hand hygiene, use a wipe on that gasoline pump, and you can control that environment. But if you're traveling by air or bus or train, you're subject to what everybody else around you is doing. They may not be masked. They're getting awfully close. So travel by car if you must travel. And, and Professor, we, uh, we know that get-togethers, even small ones, uh, can spread the virus. In New Jersey alone, five coronavirus outbreaks were linked to Halloween parties. The new CDC guidelines for small gatherings Five. include requiring everyone to wear Five. a mask, even outdoors, avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs, keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise, avoiding... Did you just hear that? Yeah, I heard it. ...trying to shout over the noise, avoiding potluck singing or trying to shout over the noise, keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise and hugs, keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise. Are you fucking kidding me? You would that think is that on the fucking news. You would think that you're listening to the Gestapo give a press conference. Or that you're talking to a fucking five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Should Keep you go the in the car or on the bus? What's safer? <laughs> don't don't sing too loud. Be very quiet when you talk. Try to use as little air as possible. Like, what the fuck are we doing where we have this 95-year-old doctor on with fucking Jake Tapper telling you to keep the music down on Thanksgiving? I'm going to be kissing my family on the mouth. I don't give a fuck. I'll say so, sing, do everything. And, and, and Dave brought up a fucking great point. Again, and this is a, another reason why, again, this doesn't, to, his, to Dave's point, doesn't have anything to do about taking COVID seriously or not. Everyone can take it as, you know, as seriously as, as they want to be uh, taking it. But he said you have these politicians who are enforcing these lockdowns and measures that are that are literally and like the, the whole uh, notion of the solution is sometimes worse than the problem. Meaning these people have lost their family businesses in some cases that will impact not just them for the rest of their life, but their family for the rest of their life. Generations. Think, think sure. of middle America where you don't have, you can't go get a corporate job. Like your business is your family's livelihood. Right, and, and that's at stake, and nobody acknowledges it. Nobody and, cares and these at all. Governors don't give a fuck about appearance. So this is Mayor Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> the little alien troll. I haven't seen her. I love her name though. You've never yeah. seen her? No. Dude, no. look up, look her up right now before I play this clip. Lori Lightfoot. Yes. How do you spell Lightfoot? You'll figure it out. I, I, just as it's spelled. <laughs> so this woman was out okay. in the street. She's the Chicago mayor. Oh my yeah. god! The Chicago Jesus mayor. This woman was Christ. out in the street, dude. We have video of it. There's video of it all over the internet of her out in the streets with people. She is without a mask on, and is screaming into a loudspeaker. Because Biden won the presidency. This is what she tells you when you see her on the news. Go ahead. 
One of the reasons people feel frustrated or skeptical is they're getting a lot of mixed messages. What do you say to those who are criticizing you where less than a week ago you went out and stood before a massive crowd who was celebrating um, Joe Biden's victory and now you're saying your city has to shut down. How do you have one and not the other? Well, look, I, I, I think that We've been saying all along, everybody has to take care. Everybody has to take precaution. I will tell you, in that big crowd a week ago, we had everybody was wearing masks. Look at, you can see the shot here. Um, mask compliance in our city is actually up very, very high. But yes, there are times when we actually do need to have a relief and come together. And oh. I felt like that was one of those times. That crowd was gathered whether oh. I was there or not. But this has been a super hard year on everyone. Everyone feels traumatized. They feel. So that, that's really, I mean, it goes on. Yeah. Forever. So you can gather in large groups if you feel it's necessary. It, it, no, if, if Lori feels that it's oh, something. Oh, Lori feels it's necessary. If Lori, yeah. I mean, listen to that again. And I felt like. We heard it. Uh, we heard it. Very, yeah, very yeah, hot. I, mean, I get it. I get but yes, it. there are times when we actually do need to have a relief and come together. And I felt. And Thanksgiving is just not one of those times. It's when Biden no. wins the presidency. Yeah, it's, it's probably the most family-oriented holiday of the calendar year. Yet that's not an appropriate time to get together and have a release and be with loved ones. But gathering in a crowd of thousands of strangers, whether you're wearing a mask or not, it's risky. Right Same when you have BLM protests. Right when you have thousands of people packed together, shoulder to shoulder. I don't think the mask fucking matters. No. No. Doesn't do shit. People are overestimating, not people, some people are, overestimating the, you know, the safety that masks provide you. I, I don't even think that's the case. Like, I, I don't know the science one way or another, but it just, it's conv always conveniently fitting their agenda, yeah. right? You, you had to lock down, but as soon as Black Lives Matters protests were going on, we're celebrating them. Like yeah. now these examples, right? Nobody said a peep about the Biden celebrations in every city in America. Can you but imagine God, if Trump God had forbid, won? I and and, all, and all, the, all the crowds of people that, uh, that definitely would have been out. Can you imagine the media coverage for that? Well, it, they, it, they, it, they already tried with, wasn't there like a Trump rally in D.C. this past weekend yeah. that they were yeah. shitting all over? Yeah, yeah, it went horrible. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it didn't like some it Biden, didn't Biden you supporters. Talk to some somebody says Antifa caused some trick chaos. Other people said Trump supporters caused some chaos. Who knows? Yeah. But did, did you violence. guys see the story that I sent over? It's very much related to this of what Nancy Pelosi and Governor um, Gavin Newsom of California got caught doing in the last. Week I don't and think a half. you sent the story. Going over and having a nice four hundred dollar plate dinner. Yeah. So so Governor Mass Newsom. Plus. He's the California is still the most shut down state in America. Like California is dying on the vine right now. No business inside dining is still closed. Never opened up. Everything is closed. There's no rhyme or reason to it. He gets caught having a fundraiser dinner for one of the largest lobbyists in California, with like 12 people inside with no masks on as everybody else can't go to restaurants, can't go back to work, etc. Or how about just the restaurants who can't host people? You know what I mean? That's even more a slap in the face. But, yeah, unless he wants to go, then they can host yeah. people. Yeah, and then it's like, hey, buddy, open up. And then even worse, so Nancy Pelosi throws a extravagant banquet for new members of Congress yeah. inside 
not social distanced with food and everything, but we can't do gatherings for Thanksgiving. It was like 400 people were at that event. So do we believe in the science or, or what? It, that, that's why I'm all out. In the science when it's convenient for them. I, I'm it. all out on anything I hear from politicians at this point or the media because they, they both have clear motives. The media is driving fear because fear equals ratings, ratings equals money. And politicians are just trying to keep their power and drive a narrative. And that, that's it. Like, there's no science involved in any of these political decisions at all anymore. These curfews, I'm sorry, is COVID more dangerous after 10 p.m.? Is that relevant that now you need to be home by 10 p.m. every night? How I haven't seen anything? a single fucking thing that has said this is why we instill curfews and this is how it stops the spread of coronavirus. Nope, there's been no nope. science used whatsoever. Have you guys seen, um, I, I don't watch MSNBC at all, but I happen to see like a picture that a coworker sent me just of something that it was being covered in Rhode Island. But do you guys see like the death toll ticker on the bottom right-hand corner? I've oh, seen yeah. it on CNN CNN and MSNBC. I guess I, I don't watch them enough. I, I never noticed it until oh, that yeah, picture. You, was like, oh my God, they just have this morbid. on at all times. Like even a if they're not even talking about- a death ticker updating yeah. by the second. <laughs> <laughs> like if that's not fear mongering, I don't know exactly. what it is. Exactly. Great point. Yeah. No, and you're exactly right, Jerry, when the way you frame that is, you know, they like they you can say all you want. We're following the science. We believe in the science. Lori Lightfoot had the most cringeworthy video uh put out after Biden won that was like, you know, her waking up from like this deep sleep <laughs> in this horrible world. She's like, Science is back, baby, because Joe Biden's in the White House. Really? You fucking idiot. This, a day later, she's out in the streets without a mask on in front of a thousand people. Defying science. And to your point, you know, the Gavin Newsom, uh, Pelosi, they're from the strictest state on coronavirus in the whole fucking country. And that's the shit they pull. And this Why is after you... Nancy Pelosi's hairdresser incident. You I guys are right. that, right? Well, because I feel like I brought that up. And I mean, I, I don't remember our exact reactions, but. I don't know who exactly said it, but I, I think I brought that up and it was like kind of like a very like, eh, like who really cares kind of thing. I don't, I don't remember. Like, I just remember bringing that, but like, it's literally the exact same thing. It's the same thing as Ramondo being out there with the, you know, the, the BLM rallies with no mask on yeah. after, yeah. you know, during, during the lockdowns, like during these very super strict, you know, almost like, you know, uh, fascist lockdowns where they're telling you one thing, but they're doing another. It's like that old mod, like, you know, whole thing with parents in a way, you know, like not do as I say, not as I do. Like that's literally what they're doing. Yeah, it's so it's, like children. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. I, and, I, and I, so I, you know, I hate to do it, but where, why, where are the Republicans that we're hearing these stories about? They're, they're silent right now, dude. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, no, no, but in like, regards where's to the coverage of these, re of these Republicans, you know, having gatherings without masks on and stuff like that? Why are we hearing more about this? I, I haven't heard a word about COVID from a Republican. They're almost not even acknowledging it. I think that they're Fair. just so tied up with the, with the transfer of Fair power. Point, but I don't I mean, know if it's that or like you would just... still see from the liberal media. I mean. You would you would see it all day, every day on Absolutely. the networks we yeah. talk about. There's if, no way yeah, they would miss people that. People were doing the things that, you know, I mean, think of how many outlets now are right leaning. There's none. There's Fox News. That's it. What's what's the one Trump's trying to push as its competitor? Newsmax. 
news i, I haven't checked it out yeah, yeah. i'm sure it's, it's quite like credible that like an oan like one american news network yeah yeah that like was that. the thing with that oklahoma state coach we talked about exactly like yeah. those are like fucking fringe like breitbart type like, yeah yeah if you get your news from mainstream outlet like it's it's yeah. it would be di- seemingly more difficult for them to get dirt on shit than it would be the rest of the entire news media to get dirt on the republicans and we don't hear shit about them you know being egregious with the rules and, and whatnot and, you know it's, it, a, it's a lot about these people who want to tell you what to do and then do the exact fucking opposite i think what's most frustrating for me is like i genuinely want to do my part to try and make the like, covid better and I do think that we're going to be in a very difficult situation very soon. Like I think they announced last week, Rhode Island's hospitals will be at capacity and we'll be using field hospitals within three weeks at this rate and the rates accelerating. So it's going to be sooner than that. So like something does need to happen. And, and we, I, I don't know what that is and I'm not for a shutdown and I'm definitely not for this, you know, non-science based bullshit. But we also oh, can't just let it spiral it? out of control till our hospitals are overrun. Like um, so El Paso, that's not far from you right now. They can't even keep up with morgue refrigerated trucks. They have so many bodies. That happened in the summer, yeah. That's It's going on right now, too, in El Paso. Yeah. So, like, I, I, it is I, I an issue. No doubt. No doubt. But if you're telling me you're not for lockdowns and you're not for any, like, restrictive measures, then what do you want them to do? What do you want? I, I, I want science to drive i wouldn't not they even would say, say lock the fuck down well, so that, that, that's why i stopped myself yeah as i say because science supports the lockdown according to a lot of these dems dems the dems <laughs> dems, <laughs> dems I mean, and the reps it, it's, i think it's, it's a libs. tough balance of you need, you need <laughs> some semblance of science but you also need some semblance of somebody standing up for our civil liberties and that's pretty hard to find right now well, it seems that, ironically, somewhere in the middle when it comes to COVID-19 isn't going to work. It's either one extreme or the other. Yeah. Either you It'll lock the fuck down. It'll be see what happens the next couple and, of weeks and, and look, through the holidays. And look, I've gotten to the point where I've totally accepted if we need to lock down, but I refuse to accept it, and I will fucking, I will loot and burn if they lock it down without providing stimulus well, to that, that, people That's and where to I'm businesses. at, too. Like, I can survive two weeks a month at home it will it suck yes but if they do that and there's still zero support for right. people who they can't it, they actually can't do that that's not allowed dude that, it's not allowed. I, I i heard today uh pelosi and mcconnell have not even discussed yeah it has, has not come up has once. not even come up in conversation since their last conversation before the election that's this will disgusting. go down in history as one of the most egregious acts or non-acts however you want to phrase that in american political history it, it's it's a betrayal of the american i mean you people. have like vietnam you, and and watergate i mean you have and i'm sure there's a million other things that we could put up there but you know this is awful the and, fact and, that they can't do this and, and almost no politicians are standing up saying we need to do what's right for the people almost nobody I just think, like, me. imagine if this was happening in, like, borderline chaotic countries. I know you can, you can categorize us as one of those right now, but the article I sent you guys about what's about going, Peru? like, the political yeah, upheaval Yeah, I haven't been Peru. following that, but it sounds pretty crazy. Dude, they've had three presidents in one week. 
are they resigning? What's what happened? They're, they're resigning due to like massive protests and, and, and revolts. And it's just, it's just so chaotic. So just like, you like take what's going on here with the lack of a government response for anything and put them in one of those, you know, ready to blow countries around the world. It, it would, people, people's heads would be chopped off. But, but because we're so fucking civilized, nothing happens. But we're almost, our expectations are so low for the system. Like it's, it's not even, I think, really discussed about on the mainstream. Like, I guess because media is so bought by politics, but like it's not even really being discussed that this is a betrayal of the American people. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, when we talked about this when uh, Crystal and Sagar went on Rogan and they talked about how CNNs, the Fox News is out there. They're handed a list of topics to discuss <laughs> and so also disgusting. the ones that aren't to be discussed at all. So you, yeah. you can imagine that every day they're like, hey, I know no stimulus has been talked about. Do not bring it up at all and talk about what's safer to travel on a car or a fucking bus. Like that's what people want to hear. If it was Wall Street hurting right now and the stock market was down significantly and the banks are struggling, how quickly do you think we would have stimulus for Wall Street passed? Well, dude, we already know. We already dealt with, with, with banks being bailed out. It happened in 08. That's what I mean. It happened already with the original CARES Act. The large majority of that went to corporations, not right. to us. We yeah. got one $1,200 check prorated. No, and, they got the, people got the $600. And, and the unemployment. I was going to say the unemployment, yeah. Yeah. But the large majority of that went to the airlines and big corporations. I mean, I, I can mm. speak just... From talking to my dad, like him and him and uh, Uncle Kevin, they didn't get any almost anything in the first round of, of of those you know that initial handout. The PPP. Yeah, they didn't get anything. Like it was run dry, and yeah, they uh, ran out of money very quickly. Yeah, immediately, like, and it wasn't yeah. going, and it didn't seem like it was going to the people that truly needed it. It was going to the Lakers and investment bankers <laughs> right. and companies like that. Yeah. Um. What all right. Ruin over there. I hate to uh, cut a good thing short, but. We've got a little uh, listener, listener discussion, listener feedback on uh, content of the uh, podcast. So yeah, the listeners have been uh, talking up some some interesting stuff about our. Yeah, content. two listeners. Shit. These are our two listeners right here. Hello, hello? listeners. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hello, listeners. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, our pleasure. Time. Nice uh, to hear yeah. from you. Well, don't make us regret it. What do you What do you got to say? Well, I don't want to speak for both of us, but really, just calling with con some constructive criticism on the show. <laughs> do you listen every day? Um. Well, not every day. You don't record every day. I listen yeah, to every, every week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen every week, but I just feel like you know, with the po with the politics. I learn a lot. I enjoy it. But do I enjoy it for two hours? No, it's news. You don't think we're compelling when we talk about it? Sometimes. We sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I think, I think you do. I mean, I know nothing. So every time I listen, I learn something. You're our target audience, then. Yeah. I yeah. Think well, if we were talking to anybody who knew what, that we were talking about, we'd probably sound like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> But also, this isn't—we didn't sign up for a politics podcast. I'm just saying. Well, unsubscribe. What do you? What do you yeah, want me to dude, say? Yeah, that's a media <laughs> podcast. If, if what, you what, do you, well, about, what other podcasts do you listen to? 
Well, none right now. I just listen to music during the workday since uh, I don't have anything, well, since I'm stuck at home. But, you know, maybe if there was something, I think my thing is that when there's remote learning, I hear about politics all day long, and then I hear the Tuesday night recording, and I hear politics so hear all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do learn. Yeah, not we're just reinforcing. Not know of we're just reinforcing history. the main topics. You're just getting a double dose. Oh, also, it's not Adam's fault that you got a studio. That's true. It's both our faults. He can go yeah, into the bathroom. Which is why I'm in the bathroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? Then, yeah. then what? What do we do? What, what, you know, what are your suggestions then, as far as content's concerned? Where, where how, can how we, we pivot to? Yeah. Well, so I can give you some ideas. So here's the thing. Like I said, I don't think you should lose politics. I think you keep it. But I think you don't talk about it for two hours. And I think you got to put in some things that can, like, just grab the attention and maybe are a little bit more lighthearted. So, for example, I mean, we know Adam loves to do reviews on food and drinks. Like, you guys make him do it all the time. I don't know if he have loves him, it, but yeah, we make him do it. Yeah. Have I, him I'd like to review argue against something. the love part, but... <laughs> but you can have him review something and like guess what it is or you can challenge him like okay in this podcast you're gonna give us a review on this crazy food or something like it just is something lighthearted that will make people smile and make people laugh that are listening adam, i like that so i had a I like similar that. idea i don't know i think adam has coined this term before but i was i came up with the idea of trader moe's snack review the Ooh. weekly reviews that because I mean Jared's definitely like down the street from a Trader Joe's, so he I can definitely just give us go reviews there at least once a week. <laughs> exactly, you know, once a week it'll push you out of your comfort zone to try something new, and then you know I'm not wasting my money on Thanksgiving stuffing chips if I know they're going to be trash prior. Those were so I'd bomb. rather you be <laughs> okay. There you go. So you're already one step. I mean, I feel like you probably do this in your day to day life anyway. I just Let's, text it to know, people instead of saying in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that we do that. That takes five minutes of of time. Then what? Well, I mean, you can do multiple things. Like, I really feel like you should have like segments. Like, okay, Adam is the. Let's say that you guys like the challenge idea. Like, you're going to challenge him to review something or whatever. Or like eat 60 nuggets segment. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to let it try to that again. But like, hundred how, oysters. How good is that going to be on a podcast though? I wonder like food reviews are going to be a little tough if they can't. Right. The especially fifth one probably won't be very funny. If it, it's like well, a challenge that I'm doing, it's not going to be very fun just hearing me do it. <laughs> I mean, it probably would be for me, but. Well, it would be for you, be, yeah. You're going to have to be creative. Like I said, like that's what I was saying. Like you could say, you're reviewing something, but Tyler and Jerry don't know what it is. So you have to kind of like review it and they have to guess, or I don't know, like something like that. It should be creative. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for these suggestions. I think we definitely hey, need to mix. I told the, him I the, wanted him to the, eat the, a pot, a six pound pot pie on air. <laughs> Not me, Adam. No, Adam. But what does that do for the listener? If anything, that's just, amusing. Yeah, it's just, it's just you, amusement for you and Mo. That, that's it. We, we Literally have nothing probably else. 40% of our listener base on this podcast right now, and they would all yeah. love to see that and hear that. Well, being I don't generous. Know what I'm say. It's not like you guys have hundreds of listeners where, like, if you do something oh, and it flops, like, well, not who with cares? that attitude, we won't. 
Well, I'm just saying, like, if you do something and it flops, then you just don't do it again. But if you do something, you're like, okay, this was fun. And you talk to the two listeners that are calling in right now, and we loved it. You do it again. <laughs> I say, I don't think it's, it's going to be tough for us to know if it flops or not because not enough people listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. there's a, just, it's no risk. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is Was well, a risk to my I body if I'm eating a six-pound pot pie every week. I can't, I can't physically <laughs> No, not every up. week. We'll mix it up. Like once Maybe a, more people would listen if Adam didn't cut people off. No, I, that's that's kind of my thing. See, if you really listen to the show, you know I like to cut people off. That is true. Well, there you go. I haven't listened very often because it was all politics. But as I was saying, I feel like you should. There's got to be something that I don't. I don't want to say drama up or like. Obviously, it's probably not as easy to do this as other people that have like obviously mainstream podcasts, but. I, I get more guests on, get more different perspectives on different things. Like I know well, this can is we get kind on of, as a guest? yeah. Can, can you give us a recommendation of uh, either a person or just a type of person? Uh, yeah. I See, don't know. It's, maybe it's hard to be constructive criticizing us. If, <laughs> if you can't give us, I don't think Adam takes constructive, constructive criticism very criticizing? well. No, no. If, <laughs> no, if you want to no, just bring something to the table. It's fine to point out. I don't mind being criticized, but just, Give us examples. Give us suggestions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, if you had a like, perspective on, or like you guys wanted to learn more about, I don't know, I can't really think of anything. Well, actually, right you, did, you did say one thing, and I'll steal your thunder here, but you did say one thing about like finding like a random show or even just like a documentary. I mean, like, it's something that we wouldn't normally watch, but we can watch it and give like our own unbiased review of it something like that i mean i think we've done that before we we've we watched documentaries and we've talked about it and it takes like 20 25 minutes especially if it's like a compelling doc or something along those lines but doc all about what i was talking about about earlier in reference to this conversation uh i was talking more about like trashy tv shows like things that like your girlfriend makes you watch and then you kind of have to or give like a male's perspective on it. Like, I just remember you like bitching about when I was binging Gilmore Girls and you're like, this is so unrealistic. Obviously people, the viewers don't want to listen to your reviews of Gilmore Girls, but like, I don't know, things like that. Like, uh, I don't And I mean, I would say The Bachelorette, but I feel like that's overdone and extremely painful to watch. One one thing I would probably let slide was if we did some sort of Bachelor well, because I've, I think, I've never seen a second of The Bachelor or Bachelor. But I think that even, would like, be. Love is Blind, that was funny. Or like just like, I don't know. We could do, we could do the yeah. one about the autistic dating people. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that would have been really That's good. so cute. You cannot make fun of them. I, I think <laughs> no, I would be on the show. We're just reviewing them. We're reviewing the show. Yeah, I think it's inspiring for somebody <laughs> like me who's on the idiots. spectrum currently dating. <laughs> I think it does make guys. sense. Yeah. It does make sense, though, speaking to like – the bachelorette or love is blind. It would make sense for us to watch something that we would never normally watch yeah. because that way we know it's like an unbiased. It take would need to be something just like that though, it. that has, you know, breaking news, like drama every week that we could bring up. Each yeah. Week. Well, that's you know, the thing. You need like some drama and spice. Cause to be honest and no offense, Jared, the spiciest thing in this podcast is his dating life. And oh, it's, that's not, it's not very <laughs> spicy. <laughs> it's 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 mild. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Lohi. We're living and dying by Jared's dating life right now. You know, we oh, yeah, could I do it on tomorrow. NBA draft live pod. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, you want to oh, hear, baby? <laughs> I want to get Jared's take on the fucking D three recruit that that's going to get drafted in the end of the second round. No, I'm not. I'm not good with NBA draft prospects. I don't know anybody after like the top now, two. If this were April, I'd rather or watch May. The, the NFL draft that would be epic. <laughs> I would love to do a live pod of the NFL draft, all seven rounds. Well, I don't think sports are going to really make the two listeners that are on here excited <laughs> well i think also the main thing is you guys have to come up have you had you know what's your vision of this podcast what is your goal at the end of the day for people to, to really this is our vision is this a sports podcast is it politics like no i think i think our listeners spot on there i think we need to identify oh god Identity need politics, Jared. No, not identity politics. Yeah. So what, what, what do we want this podcast to be? Because I don't think we want it to be everything. And then we'll Why just not? have like three or four other podcasts for different topics. And you guys will just never see your significant others. They'll spend three days a week recording challenges and food reviews. Why, why wouldn't we want it to just be open about everything? I think right now it is. Yeah. Right, but why? But long term, like you, you said, the only like, thing that matters like, to talk about right now, though, currently, is politics. I I meant more like, do we want it to be like a current event podcast? Like, do we want it well, to I be? Well, I think didn't you guys say that like you just want this to be like as if you were hanging around the table, just hanging with you guys? So it would be kind of be everything. That that's that's why I enjoy it. I just enjoy it because it's a chance right. to catch up. Don't like, don't, don't point, you think you this is exactly what it's like when we're together, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, but with structured topics, that's the only difference. I am not opposed to like one or two segments that we keep consistently, and then using a lot of the airtime still like for the stuff that we normally do. But yeah. but again, how compelling would it be for us to review the Bachelorette if someone is listening but has never or nor will ever watch the Bachelorette? No, well, I, I think. I, I think it could be. I think a show like The Bachelor. It's not like we're reviewing some random Netflix show. I mean, The Bachelorette's pretty popular. I know. Or even but, take a. You know, I don't want to copy. Uh, was it part of my take? But like, their fire fest. Like coming up with something like quirky like that. That like is like. Or like how Adam told you about the super aggressive guy at the gym downstairs that yelled at him for not wearing a mask. Like yeah, I mean, we need random more stories, things like that. Sure. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're just not very forthcoming. Well, I mean, when a story happens, like my yeah. minor, minor celebrity encounter today, Erica. True. That's true. I you live remember, at home. Remember the Buns and Bites home, girl? I sleep at home. I eat at Who? home. My life's pretty boring right Erica, now. remember the Buns and Bites girl? I fail you that, Jared. Yes. That's she you, lives. You're calling her a celebrity. I'm going to said out. Now, I said minor, 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 minor celebrity. She's, she lives in our building. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? So we talked about that. We talked about that for yeah, like Yeah, you'll have to listen minutes. to find out what you're going to do. Yeah. So that, that, that was one of the ideas for next week's pod. Instead of doing buns and bites, I'm going to do lunch with the long back. And I'm just going to show my, <laughs> my old back with my long butt as I eat yeah. Trader Joe's food. What? Anything about that? I think of anything. That's outside the box. That's creative. Riveting. Yeah, that is creative. Looking at Jared's long back as he eats food. You guys want to hear well, about Trader describe? Joe's this week? That was amazing. What? So it was uh, called Turkey and Crout. It was a turkey mm. breast tenderloin wrapped in cornbread stuffing, wrapped in puff pastry that you bake and it came with gravy and cranberry. 
and I oh ate it for three meals. Sounds like a turkey <laughs> Wellington. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like a turkey Wellington with cornbread stuffing in it. it was... You ate that croissant cornbread turkey tenderloin for three days straight. I ate it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for dinner. Yeah. Wow. Dude, it was banging. It was oh, yeah. sounds that, incredible. Uh, but is that a Trader Joe's creation? Be worse. Yeah, it was. It's in their frozen section. And it was big That's- enough that it lasted you three days. Hey, it was massive. Well, I, I guess, I guess it must have been. Well, some of us this- also use this term called portion control when yeah, we this, eat. this kid eats like a bird, <laughs> Adam. You eat two That's dinners. I, I got to figure okay, out. Adam's going to be asking this. to go to. Uh, Trader you should, you should definitely buy it. Call. It's worth it. Oh yeah, Adam's mind is racing right now. We've got the big one in Foxborough right near us too, so it's a game changer. Get That's a nice little late night snack right there, Adam. A nice turkey tenderloin wrapped in cornbread and croissant. turkey, <laughs> gravy, stuffing. Yeah, that's right before. <laughs> oh, no, uh, actually, that's 6 a.m. That's a nice little <laughs> meal to fuel the day. Like a Get more the of a breakfast to me. Oh, actually, I've got a good Adamism for you guys. Uh, what was it? Monday, you had a PD day, and yeah. uh, we didn't go to the grocery store because we didn't have time on Sunday. So, I'm on a conference call and I look over and see Adam making two packets of ramen for breakfast and then uh, finishes it up with a dumpling, 12 dumplings for lunch. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't think they're that surprised. They, they, they've, both, they've both lived with me at one point or another, so they've definitely yeah. seen that. How side do of you me. fucking put up with that? I would vomit. Every morning, if I it woke was, up, we had smoke. eggs in the house. He could have made an egg, like scrambled egg. What is you know, wrong with other, you? Clearly, other options. Dude, my body's a furnace. Doesn't know what time it is. That's not an excuse. It needs to start his day with. Doesn't have to be an excuse. It's my reasoning. I, if I woke up and smell smelt dumplings at fucking <laughs> six in the morning, dumplings were for lunch. They were not. What for what, what time was breakfast and what time was lunch? Breakfast was probably like eight thirty, and what time was lunch? Like eleven thirty. Okay, so so a good three hours in between. Yeah, enough time to Adam digest. Is the example of his suit, like the the messages from the stomach to the brain are just instantaneous, and he acts on them instantaneously as soon as the if brain possible. is even even remotely a little bit maybe a tiny bit hungry. It's like all right, let's make some noodles and some dumplings. Like, Adam, it's never Need crossed furnace, your mind man. ever when you're craving breakfast. Maybe I should go buy breakfast somewhere. Like, oh, you've never, never, you've never, never bought a breakfast sandwich in your eggs, life. Dude, that's insane. To me. Do you remember never. how long it took us to convince him to buy a bagel or to order a bagel at that bagel place in New York? At, at, one, at the best bagel bagels? place I've ever been to in my <laughs> life. And we had to we beg Adam not to buy in? an Italian grinder and a wrap. Yeah, that's what he got the time we went there before, right? <laughs> yeah, and he wanted it again. Yeah, I wanted it Embarrassing. Again. It was good. Hey, I'm not a bagel guy. Sue me. Or, or Dude, a breakfast those guy. bagels are like pillows. That's the difference. I will I, say. Ty, I you ended, had them. It was the same I, place. I yeah. ended up getting yeah. the uh, salmon, like the lox and cream Ooh. cheese. It was very good. It was very good. I, I, I want admit. it right now. I might it's go not to because I don't think it will taste good. I just wasn't craving it. I was craving an Italian grinder and a wrap. And it was 9.30. <laughs> it was 9.30 in the morning. It was time for breakfast. All right, callers. Any, anything else for us? I think we, we'll take some notes. We'll try to do segments or whatever. I think just fuck. diversify. You know, come up with a vision for the podcast. What oh, do you guys want you know, people vision? to get out of this? A you vision? sound like Joe Biden. Board. 
talking about the soul of America. The soul well, of this podcast. I think yeah, the segment out. will help. I think if you like think about your individual characteristics, like what would be the most fun, obviously for Adam, it's something food related. I think with Jared, I like the dating advice, but I also feel like wasn't the intent of most thoughts to be very like weird and like what would happen if the earth did that like that, like weird stuff like i think that's yeah. what it was intended like for it definitely was intended for. for that i need to spend more time prepping for mo's thoughts so i can have some good deep thoughts to share yeah jerry you're gonna like stop like texting us have... topics like 30 minutes before the show like you've been doing the last <laughs> few episodes <laughs> or he just does it on the show <laughs> Like 658. Hey guys, check this article. <laughs> Real interesting read. I got a plan better. But Jared, you must have just like randomly throughout the week where you just have a thought, like just write it down. That, that's what I got to do. I got to write it down. Cause like it's happened before. I think when Casey and Chris were on, I was like, I had a thought today that if I went to China, like they might fucking shoot me from all the bad things I've said about China in this podcast. So I definitely have the thoughts. I just got to write them down and put them aside. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I did have another suggestion uh, for a potential guest. Uh, when I was saying more guest speakers, you could do like cooking with Dan, a sous vide story. Ooh. Have him talk about different sous vide recipes. Or, nothing would, you know, nothing would what make it. Why would you want to listen to that? See, and and that, that's, that's what I was going to say, Ty. Like a lot of this stuff would be great if it was visual, but it's not. It's just yeah, like it's... Maybe we got to go to a vlog. I told vlog. you, I think Dan would be good. Like Dan's funny. But you just got to get something that he's interested in talking. Yeah, something to talk about. I agree. Need more structure. Structure will bring that. A good topic to bring somebody on for. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. I'm definitely down to listen to Adam eat a six-pound chicken pot pie. So. Dude, come on. Can you please do that? I don't need to hear that twice. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll do it if it someone and... buys it for me. I'll buy uh, it. Yeah. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's... <laughs> Tyler's going to be uh, overnighting. That's a tough a bargaining chip right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So does that I mean, mean if I buy you two, you'll eat two in the hour and a half? Well, no, no. If you're buying me a – so I, I actually, when this was first brought up to me, I was like immediately like, all right, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing this to my body again, like the 60-nugget challenge that I almost finished, but I didn't. <laughs> and I threw up How close did you after. get again? I was at the 58 and a half nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, at the end of the day, I don't do puke, so you're on your well, own. Well, here, so you're, you're advocating for this stuff, and you need to be prepared content, for what comes after. Content, content, content. But I was thinking about it. I'm not advocating for you. So the, the pot pies I normally devour in one sitting, I think are around like three to four pounds. No, dude, I, I, I think they're like two. What? That's it? <laughs> this thing, I saw this in person. I just you mean I just like the little, the little ones? No, 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 no. The, like like the family I mean, size. Yeah, like, family the, size. like the family size ones. I don't think those are two pounds. Yeah, and you take so those they, down easy in one sitting. Oh, I do it in three in three plates. I'm done. It's not like it's not even a question. I've done it several times. So, so I I've seen those family size pot pies, and I witnessed this pot pie in person at Costco. This thing was, was massive. $20. <laughs> it, that, so it, it must be like, what's the normal family size pot pie cost? Like six, seven bucks, something like that? Yeah. This thing there. was $20.21. And this is store brand. So that, that just gives you an idea. A store brand pot pie is $20. Fresh, though, not frozen. <laughs> no, I know. That just, that just gives you the idea for the size of it if, if you're listening. And you're not looking at the picture. I I'm mean, if, if this is truly where we've got, if, if we've, come to this point where we have to just listen 
<laughs> do you like that? <laughs> Dude, does she I not look like you. an alien? She does. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we've come to the point where I need to eat six pounds of pot pie in order to get viewers, then. I'll well, here's the thing. The Are we ever going to promote this podcast or what, Adam? Who am I going to promote it to? Maybe we can get a Facebook. chicken pot pie I told... company to sponsor it. My my dad has listened several times to this podcast. <laughs> That's exactly who our target audience was. You promoting it to your dad, Kenny. Buy well, your I son. A Are you going to share it on Facebook, Adam, or what? Yeah, I don't go on Facebook, man. Man, man. Uh, I think we should do the chicken pot pie thing when you guys are home for the holidays. That way, we could all witness it and we could record like a it live. A Thanksgiving special. Be yeah, I'm going to be here for Thanksgiving. I know I won't be here for Thanksgiving. No. Um, no, so right, we'll, we'll do a, a holiday special. Yeah, yeah. We I should think that's do a when drunk you did the 20 Nugget Challenge, too, was around the holidays. No, I'm not doing any more Nugget Challenge. I've retired from the Nugget Challenge. What about should... the 100 Oyster Challenge you keep chickening out on? I'm gonna... Have I chickened out on that? You haven't done it. He could do that. <laughs> has, has, it, has it been proposed? I've proposed it multiple times. Imagine a belly I don't want to get mercury poisoned. I'm just I'm picturing die. you puking up a hundred oysters that you didn't <laughs> chew and what that was like. A hundred like. sea boogers. You don't chew oysters. So imagine <laughs> no. just a hundred oysters shooting out of your mouth. <laughs> Jared, wasn't it every time you would plug in your work laptop, that video would come up or something? Wasn't it? I remember we were in the pod. I think it came up on my like Google Drive you, or something like that. Yeah. It would just be like. The what? video of me? Yeah, I think oh, I was like man. doing something on my Google Drive, and I, found I was that a out there. I was a minor celebrity in that office for all the wrong reasons. I feel like you had the biggest feet, you had clown feet, and you yeah. had sixty nuggets at a time. That's I'm what like I knew some about you. ogre that eats like eats sixty nuggets in one From sitting. McDonald's. That's the only thing that people know about me at Schneider. All right, so drunk pod next Friday. What's next Friday? Uh, I'm gonna be in Rhode Island next Friday for Thanksgiving. Didn't you guys just say something about Thanksgiving? No, I, I did. I said, I said we should do something for the pot pie when you guys are home for Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. We could do yeah. a drunk pot on Friday, though. We could still do that. I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be down in Rhode Island. Oh. Then bring your shit to Rhode Island. I think um, I think that boat parade thing, the light parade. Is oh, that like Friday. last year? Yeah. So I think we're going to go to that. Shit. I'm going to have to clear my not schedule. Canceled. I, as of now, it's not. Do you remember how many people were packed together watching that a thing? Lot. Can, you, can you imagine that's probably not going to happen this time? Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> All right, callers. Well, we appreciate your feedback, and uh, you'll have to call back again soon. Okay, looking good. forward to the next one. Thanks, for Thanks callers. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, God. Women. Who thought woman deserved an opinion? I don't know. Not us. There's three guys on here. <laughs> Um, speaking of segments though, do you guys have any other segment ideas that like maybe you've thought about things that we can like make more consistent, like at a beginning and the end of a, of an episode? Not in terms of segments. One thing I think would be really interesting is if like we had a specific topic that like wasn't current events related, like a deep topic, we can have like a deep philosophical debate and conversation about, it doesn't have to be every episode. But like we had like a one theme. It's like, all right, we're going to talk about this specific theme for the entire episode. Yeah, we, our we've agreed that it. we can do that. But, you know, like what would, you know. I think, I think our first, be? our technically our first episode was about comfort zones. And that was a one and I thought that's been, I thought that was great. Like that was super interesting. 
I, I think yeah. we could definitely revisit comfort zones what, five years later, six years later, whatever that is. Yeah. But, but I, I can work. I'll take the homework of coming up with some more ideas. Okay. okay. I could do like a, like this week in history thing, take like five minutes, talk about like an interesting thing that happened. <laughs> I would love it. I, don't but know. I, I know you would. Head. I could see Ty just shaking his head deep well, down. We're going to try to get about, more entertaining. How about this? I think we mentioned this as well. If we did a history deep dive, Oh, I'd love maybe once a, once yeah. a month, dude. I'd once love to do a history deep dive. I think I'd be. You got you got to make it interesting though. This can't okay. be like boring, Mister Cloutier, the whiteboard. Like you gotta <laughs> keep the oh, use whiteboard, man. Whiteboards are outdated. I was just passing <laughs> notes and fucking flicking things at him behind them. Yeah, hey, you, you got to keep keep the audience engaged. Hey, hey. I want you to be well, hardcore history. All right, so Garland. if that's the case, then. You guys, you give give me topics that no, you, you would come like up to with hear. The topics. You're the history guy. Yeah, dummy. All right, well, but you but you just said the topics I'm going to come up with are going to be boring. You just no, said not, that. I said the execution cannot be boring. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I can come so up you, with you gotta, topics. Get us into it and be keep us our, keep our attention. For once in your life, it's about time um, I start trying to be compelling. <laughs> uh, do we got anything else? I had one last little uh, clip of audio I'm going to play before we bow out. But do we play it? Um. I had a Jared, <laughs> play it now. Get me out. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've got about four more topics. Wow. I, I got a couple things. That I, <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I, I did my homework. Hey, and I you've done this before. It. So tee up the, uh, the, your thoughts, and then Jared and I will pick the one we feel like discussing with you. All right. So I have a national security one, and then I have two sports-related no. ones. All right. What are the sports ones? One's about LSU and one's about Wichita State. I vote national security because I kind of already know the other ones. Okay. All right. So pretty much there was an article that came out in the Washington Post that, um, you know, referred to the lack of transitioning. Before I forget, I'm not going to interrupt you. You let us in, but when you're done. (laughs) I read. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! I'm not going to interrupt you. I promise I won't. Just shut up for a second. I read some crazy breaking moves on Twitter like 20 minutes ago and forgot about it. So Adam, go ahead and I'll say this when you're done. I have a feeling what the news is going to be. I guess. Do you, I don't want to ambush your topic. God, you guys are all right. Mess. All right. Fine. I'll go. All right. So anyway. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think it's going to be? Uh, that the Celtics are not interested in James Harden. No, at it's all. not related to the Celtics. Oh, that, oh. Was, that, was, that, that was something that came up. But anyway, yeah, I saw that. So there, there's the question of national security that some people are bringing up because of the lack of cooperation between the administrations. Because usually we're used to, you know, I mean, like the, the image that pops in my head is Bush and Obama walking around the White House together and, you know, just having like a, a professional. You. you did what? Making <laughs> a presidential Oreo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, the topic that I found interesting, though, is that they this article covered some of the more compelling national security incidents that have taken place, not, not even just related to directly just to the United States, but worldwide things that we are entangled in that have all taken place around the time of a transition of power. Because the, the whole point of the article is that when if this bickering continues and you know top secret information is not being relayed from one administration to the next it's putting the entire nation at risk because you know vital information that the next cabinet needs to be yeah, aware of for sure you know needs to you know be aware of that stuff so like they talked about things like the Iranian hostage crisis like you guys 
obviously you weren't around. We, none of us are around that. That took place during the Olympics. That took place during the transition of power between Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. Um, they were talked about, you know, Somalia in like 1992, which Black Hawk Down is, is, you know, related to that took place between the transition of power, like just as George Bush senior came into power transitioning. Um, I believe it was Reagan, um, that that was like a big deal. The World Trade Center bombings, not the actual, not nine eleven, but nineteen ninety three. Yeah. That took place during a transition of power. So a lot of shit. Yeah, like it, it just it was interesting to me that you know obviously we've all heard of these events. I'd never thought of the timing of these events. Like even nine yeah. eleven was brought up. You know the whole thing, and this wasn't really a transition of power thing. It was just more of the you know the in, in two thousand with Florida, you know, with Gore and Bush, and how that took so long to unravel and. You know, a lot of that time, according to, I think it's the, uh, the 9-11 report at some, I forgot something that was written, some, some book that was written about the whole thing in terms of our government's response to the 9-11 attacks and our lack of preparedness for like what actually happened, even though like that stuff was being planned months and months out in advance, obviously. But even things like that with Senate confirmations taking super long to get cabinet members in there to then bring to them for them to then get the information they need to be prepared to take on the you know the tasks of defending the nation like a lot of this stuff happened during a time when there was a even normal transition of power and now we're talking about a situation where trump won't even discuss things or trump's people won't even discuss things with the biden administration so is it a little overblown? I think it is a little bit. I'll be the first to say it. But it was very interesting to me thinking of all these massive events that took place, that if they took place now, it would, be, it would be on every news channel for the next three months. But at the time when they took place, obviously the media coverage wasn't exactly the same. But it just made me think. It, it wonders, you know, are we putting ourselves in, in danger or is this just a scare thing? And I'm curious. I know it's Washington Post. They're very, they lean left. I get it. But it, makes, it just made me think. And I was curious what you guys thought about that. I definitely think it is a concern. I mean, like, if, say, you know, I hope this doesn't happen, but Biden makes it all the way to Inauguration Day and hasn't seen one briefing since he won. So months, two-plus months of no information. Like, that's kind of scary. But I, what I read that when – as soon as Biden had won the primary and after the Democratic National Convention, he was briefed with the presidential briefing every day. Him and uh, Trump both were. And that stopped as soon as he won. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just something. Kind of fucked up. Biden's going to yeah. forget about it anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but you at least hope his people remember it. And <laughs> I, I think know, that's I'm the kidding. biggest thing. I, I could care less about Biden knowing or Trump because we know that in the end it's – it's the other people we don't hear about that are making a lot of these big decisions. So just makes you wonder, you you just hope that, you know, in a time of uncertainty that other countries aren't looking to like capitalize on stuff like that. Cause obviously we have plenty of enemies. Um, just Trump makes you almost think bombed her on two days ago. <laughs> He's like, yeah, can we just blow those nukes up? Is that an option? They're like, oh, kind of, we can, but I don't know if it's the best idea. And, um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I wanted to bring up too, I, I don't know if this, I don't know if your audio is related to this, but that article you shared, I thought was very interesting. With that former, um, was it a defense secretary or someone who pretty much was advocating for you know for for Trump's 
foreign policy, you know, saying like, I don't agree with everything the guy's done, but if you talk to a lot of these countries that we've dealt with, Trump's done a pretty good job in their eyes. And I think, you know, as something to say, cause obviously you won't, you won't hear, a, you won't hear a nice thing about Trump on most media outlets. So I thought that was a very interesting read. You guys awesome. ready for my breaking moves? Go for yes. it. All right. Hot off the press from it's now an hour ago. Will this pay off Adam? Yes or no? What do you think? Um, probably not. No, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it will either. All right. What? But this is from the POTUS. Okay. The recent statement by Chris Keb Krebs on the security of the 2020 election was highly inaccurate that there were massive in- improprieties and fraud, including dead people voting, poll watchers not allowed into polling locations, glitches in the voting machine, which changed votes from Trump to Biden, late voting, and many more. Therefore, effective immediately, Chris Krebs has been terminated as director of cybersecurity <laughs> and infrastructure security agency. This was on Twitter? Get out. Yeah. So, so, so this guy says, no, there was no fraud in the election, and Trump fires him. <laughs> yeah, so, nope. Not acceptable. I'm not, not what hearing I was what I want to hear. And yeah. then follow-up tweet, the only thing secure about our 2020 election was that it was virtually impenetrable by foreign powers. On that, the Trump administration takes great credit. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it interesting. wasn't your head of cybersecurity that you just fired that had anything to do with that. Yeah. No, not at all. It, it, outside these walls, goddamn, we are perfect. Nothing's getting inside, but inside these walls, nobody's got any control. Have, have you guys heard the crazy conspiracy theories? I don't believe them, but that he's firing all these people in like serious positions to throw a coup and putting loyalists in. I don't understand. Explain further. So he fired the defense secretary and like two or three yeah, other yeah. high-ranking military yeah. positions with replaced them with quote-unquote loyalists. And all these other positions, he's about to fire the head of the CIA. Okay. Um, and the conspiracy theorists are saying it's so he can throw a coup and have all of these military loyalists have his back and help him stay in office. How? Okay. Like, that sounds like the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah, I, I don't believe it either, but it is also pretty ridiculous that he's firing all these people. With oh, I, don't get me wrong. Left I mean, it, it, it's again, it's just, you know, he, he's just like literally digging that grave and, you know, he's about to take one foot in and, you know, never get out again. I mean, he has done it all to himself. So until he runs in 2024. He's just, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Again, well, I'm sure I'll be wrong. I've been wrong. Dude, I, I don't, I don't want him to. I, I just, I don't ever want to hear the words Donald Trump again for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump Jr. Oh, no. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the charisma his dad has. Yeah. No. He's not funny. Like he does, like Trump, at least, like I can laugh at. You know, even if I'm laughing at him, oh, it still hysterical. is entertaining. He's absolutely like Donald Trump Jr. is not funny. I mean, people thought it was just had the money and like being from outside of politics that made Trump one. And then you saw Bloomberg try the same thing. The Democrats aside made it one debate got the floor mop with him and had to bow out. Yeah. Speaking Trump of, has spe- something special. Speaking of uh, the POTUS. To Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I have to think about that. I bet they do have abortions in Saudi Arabia. I, I suspect they do. I don't think it's, you know, it's probably a little messy. It's real? Characters, you president oh, got on Well, hold on, Mr. President, where are you? Kirk, I'm on Marine One right now. Kirk, <laughs> what? I've got a lot of things going on. Sir, sir, what? Sir, what is what is go? Are you you're are you, are you conceding the election? Are you 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 you, you did not lose. 
Kirk. As I, as our dear friend and my big supporter, Bruce Springsteen once said, is a dream still a dream if it don't come true, or is it something worse, Kirk? I'm heartbroken, and you know, I'm <laughs> uh, no, no, cheating no. the election on the Kirk Manahan show. Whoa, wow. tweet that out, Steve. Wow. Didn't quite get the Springsteen lyric exactly right, Mr. President, but that's okay. So you're, you are, you're conceding the election to, to, to now. You're, are you going to call him President-elect Joe Biden? He's president-elect, Kirk. You have to hand it to him, Kirk. It's pretty amazing. I haven't seen somebody recover from a rape accusation like that since Kobe crashed his helicopter. I suppose, oh, Mr. God. President, that's true. But, Kirk, yes. Kirk I, uh, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. when I think about telling all of my followers not to mail in votes, as fat, dumb, blind Mike once said, I feel kind of like stupid about doing it, Kirk. It's <laughs> not a good look. Well, I mean, you make mistakes and go on, sir. I, it's okay. Oh, that was great. So, he definitely was that guy. Did concede. did concede. He did was concede. Was that just a random listener? That's the president. He, he calls in occasionally, then, you know, Otis. he broke some news that he can see the election. So I don't know what we're all worried about. I feel like Kirk definitely gets prepped before that guy comes on. It seems like that guy is like ready for every random question that Kirk asks him. This is like the second or third time we've heard him, right? No, I don't. He's not prepped. He just, I think that's, he does a pretty good job. Of I was saying, because if that's the case, he is very quick on his feet to just yeah, like he's good. go he's, right he's out. He's one of the best callers I have. Uh, I'll end it here with some sound that's going to infuriate Jared. He's not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. Oh, after come on, man. This. I want a good night's sleep. Oh, well, too bad. Here's from Riley. What's the status on Dave's Amex points? Oh, oh I, I heard this. I don't have the exact number. It's going to be like $25 million. $25 million. Yeah, I've never spent one since I started Barstool. <laughs> Everything we do on a credit card in this company goes to my personal points i'm gonna die with these points eddie i'm gonna die with them <laughs> you haven't like have you ever thought about pulling the trigger and then just no nope. away i'm obsessed with them i'm obsessed <laughs> oh but if you're not going to use them then what's the point just to have them <laughs> just so if i get in like you know a dick measuring contest over american express points at a bar i know my <laughs> fucking dick's gonna hit the ground that's legitimately how many you have yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. We got to what if someone like comes up with something to do with them? Would you would you be interested in that or No, they're mine. <laughs> you're not you're not hearing it. Those are staying you there. Could so you could say I can I can save a feeding village in Ethiopia with my points. I'm keeping. This is an area I don't budge. They're my points. <laughs> they're my points. Those could be your points, Mo. I thought about it. Travel you know, the fucking actually, globe. And I'll tell you guys a little secret. We got to keep this one on the down low. I saw this in a blog post uh, maybe a week or so ago. People with credit cards trying to get rack up a lot of points have created a system where, let me see if I can remember what they do. <laughs> Buy Visa gift cards at home, at like Office Depot or Staples for a card that gives you 5X points. So they'll buy like, a $5,000 Visa gift card. They'll go take that Visa gift card, use it to buy a money order, take that money order, <laughs> use it, deposit it in their checking account, and use that money to pay off the credit card. So they just wow. got 25,000 points from doing that. And people do that 
every month. But don't tell me. I don't want to take it out. I'm surprised you haven't tried doing that. That's so much work. I may try it like a little bit and see how it goes. It might. I think that also might be illegal. If why? I had to guess, why? I don't know. Yeah, why? Wait, I, I don't. The doesn't. I mean, it's weird. And it's a little shady, I guess. But it's. It doesn't seem well, legal it's to like, me. It's a game of the system. But fuck, there's loopholes everywhere. And yeah. I mean, how awesome would that be? Even if you did that once a month and you had two hundred fifty thousand points to spend every year, that's your vacation. You're good. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fucking I mean, awesome. I would say it's try yeah. it. How many? Um, if you want to prove your dedication and prep to this podcast, fucking do that and inform us on what happens. Maybe I'll record and it. And if you get arrested, make a little, make arrested. a little video of it. We 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 play no part in it if uh, it goes wrong. All right. I was gonna oh, say yeah. something else, and I forgot what it was. Oh, um, I'll say when we're done recording. It's not politically correct. Okay. Good call. Sign us off. Big guy. I love you guys.